the human side of innovation, everyday creativity and human potential. Addressed to HSE International Academic Conference, Friday the 24th of November 2022. I thank you for this opportunity of sharing ideas with such an international audience and I look forward to an exchange of views. One of my great pleasures over the years is to have seen how the fields of creativity and innovation have benefited from effects of practitioners and academic researchers. In particular, there's been improved international cooperation with the continued influence of the internet, itself a widely acknowledged world-changing innovation. There's an important point I like to make at the start of events such as this. I'm well aware of the famous Professor Pangloss in Voltaire's masterpiece Candide. Pangloss epitomizes an unshakable belief that all is for the best in this best of all possible worlds. In my talks about creativity, I usually focus on the enormous benefits from everyday creative efforts in business, the arts and everyday life, but not in the way of a Dr. Pangloss. There are problems to be solved of global significance that will only be resolved by creative efforts regardless of religious, political or cultural differences. Turning to the matter of creative discoveries, I will start by quoting inventor Tim Berners-Lee on his thought processes involved in the discovery of the World Wide Web. He explained it as follows. Creating the web was really an act of desperation because the situation without it was very difficult when I was working at CERN, the European Centre for Nuclear Research. Most of the technology involved, like the hypertext, like the internet, multi-font text objects, had all been designed already. I just had to put them together. It was a step of generalising, going to a higher level of abstraction, thinking about all the documentation systems out there as being possibly part of a larger imaginary documentation system. This is clearly a description of how an exceptional innovator described his thinking processes which have had such an impact on our world. But for me, there is an apparent paradox. I want to suggest that even in the extraordinary remains the everyday. My choice of the word apparent is because I believe there is a universal human faculty for discovering the new, shared by world-changing and everyday ideas alike. In that university, there's a deep reality in our shared capacity for creativity. To create is part of what it means to be alive. I'm using the terms creativity, innovation and human potential as they seem to be used in conferences such as these where participants have a shared understanding. One of the purposes of such meetings is to explore differences, sometimes in the lecture room and subsequently in our social interactions. My plan is to take you briefly through my personal creative journey and offer reflections on it and on its future implications. This meeting is well suited for discussions on the future of our personal and social lives and of the planet. A useful starting point is the process of flow, a state in which actions seem effortless, be it on the football field, workplace efforts or creative tasks. Time seems suspended or distorted as you lose yourself in the task.
The outcome is a release of creativity, a flow of ideas. I can imagine Bernard Lee playing around with these ideas as he described his great innovation. The process is also part of the universal experience when anyone tries to complete a jigsaw or a crossword puzzle or to make sense of a world problem, a work problem. A recent illustration from my personal life is a period when despair almost overcame me. It was on my 80th birthday last December. I began to contemplate the end of my days. I decided sadly to give up the creative process of book writing as too arduous. Then a friend persuaded me to try my hand at podcasting. I started learning a new skill. Over a period of months, I learned how to create audio blogs. Soon creative energy returned. I found ideas for new podcasts all around me, in science, the arts, and yes, in everyday life, all flowing into existence. My ideas are modest, ideas for taking everyday news I encounter and turning news reports into a story. My everyday life became enriched with such moments of personal discovery. In doing so, I am connecting each new experience with a large number of other experiences, some remembered clearly, some only like the residue of older experiences like geological strata, each deposited on older ones. One of the most famous descriptions of this creative process is from the French intellectual and novelist Marcel Proust. It occurs in Swan's Way, the first volume of his masterwork, Remembrances of Times Past. He describes the experience in great detail, so I've shortened it already in translation. As soon as I had recognised the taste of the piece of Madeleine soaked in her decoction of lime blossom, which my aunt used to give me, the old grey house upon the street where her room was, rose up like a stage set to attach itself to the little pavilion, opening onto the garden which had been built out behind me for its parents. And with the house, the town, from morning to night and in all weathers, the square where I used to be sent before lunch, the streets along which I used to run errands, the country roads we took, which was when it was fine. Proust wrote all this in one flowing sentence, with diversionary thoughts included, perhaps to catch the flood of ideas jostling for his attention. In a far-from-everyday way, he was trying to capture the universal. What lesser writers might say, the whole of my life flashed before me. Clearly, Proust and Bernard Lees are exceptional, as judged by the impacts of their creative thoughts. But I am suggesting that there is a process of creativity which is universal. It's the same processes for highly gifted as for those of everyone else. It is captured in the term everyday creativity. This term has already been used and the concept studied by the American scholar Professor Ruth Richards. She writes in the Cambridge Handbook of Creativity, Everyday creativity as a construct is not as something confined to the trivia of life. This is an important misunderstanding. It concerns almost anything, any time to which anyone brings originality in an everyday context, including in major projects. In other words, eminent and exceptional creators are not excluded. Everyday creativity can be seen as the ground from which more publicly celebrated accomplishment can grow. In fact, many an important invention, equation or painting that has changed culture, 
started with a fleeting image or wild idea on an everyday walk or a hike. Returning to my own personal experiences, it was involved in something which turned into a well-established international network and its academic journal, Creativity and Innovation Management. Its history begins as a newsletter typed out manually at the Manchester Business School nearly 50 years ago. We didn't have electronic typewriters in those days. It circulated by post long before the electronic systems that required the idea of the web. It's strengthened by the sharing of ideas, spreading geographically first to other academics and practitioners of creativity. It was then called Creativity Network. Over time, it changed and eventually became Creativity and Innovation Journal, which is now reaching more and more publishing success, although no longer influenced by my everyday creative efforts, but by an international network. So the success does not come from a single moment of inspiration followed by implementation. It is rather a result of everyday ideas put into action over time by many within a wider community. The process includes not only production of ideas, but learning through these experiences, which results in ideas about ideas. The approach I helped develop became known as the Manchester Method. This treats experiences as living cases from which learning takes place. Incidentally, in these studies at Manchester Business School, we found repeatedly that individual efforts result in wider changes, but there is a collectivity at work. Also, that to support wider goals, a leader has to work at encouraging the creativity of individuals. When such efforts fail, the team eventually fails and we classed such bad groups, teams from hell. To conclude, I want to mention a specific example of everyday creativity. Last week, I met for the first time with two leaders of a group reaching out to encourage sustainability in their locality. They posted a message in the village square for help with projects. Volunteers have responded in efforts such as repairing computers and domestic products. Other volunteers are planting trees and helping reintroduce declining species into the landscape. As you can see, they even recruit an ageing academic to spread the word. To summarise, creativity is an everyday occurrence through which the ordinary can lead to extraordinary results. Each of us has opportunities through experience to develop ourselves and others. I wish you success in your creative ventures. Maybe they will help us all create a world a little more realistic than the one Dr. Plangloss believed in. Thank you.